claiming your seat at the table. One day I happened to be sitting with a bright upcoming officer and we were discussing mentoring and how there's an assumption that it's available for everyone. As we started talking, we navigated around and through many challenges. One of those was how women fit into law enforcement at the quote unquote table and who mentors them. Is it different or the same for men? I shared with him that over my career as a young female officer, I didn't have many mentors or people speaking into my career. I certainly had those that had an interest, but for all the wrong reasons. In fact, it didn't even resonate with me that I even needed a mentor until I was entering my 10th year as an officer out on the beat. I realized I wanted to promote to the next rank, which was sergeant, but I didn't have the faintest idea of where to even begin. What I did know was if the same mediocre guys I worked with could promote, then surely there must be a way for me to do it. So the conversation evolved from the simplicity of a mentor to help you promote to more of how women in this profession, and that's law enforcement profession, find their voice and bring it to the table. It's different for women because we look around the room or that proverbial table and we, we see a sea of men more times than not, more men than women. So as women, we have our own baggage we bring anywhere and everywhere we go. Imagine if you're a guy and you worked where you were the only one or two. Outside of being a very lucky man, think about how that would feel to not see more of yourself. And as a black female, it's even more uncomfortable at times. So from my lens, it took a long time to get past those first feelings of where do I fit at the table. Oddly, that inner voice's default settings fall back to negative self-talk. So as I would sit at the table, I would first feel so fortunate to be there versus feeling like I deserve to be there. Then my inner thoughts would powerfully ring in my head, making me feel like I shouldn't even be in the same space and to just look confident but say little. As I was obedient to my own weak inner thoughts, I would sit there silently until I started to relax and listen to what was actually being spoken at those tables. I smiled because what I quickly realized was what these men were saying was not profound or even more different than what I was thinking silently to myself before the discussion began. As I earned my way to more tables of varying levels, it was important for my voice to be a part of the conversation because it has value. But in order for it to matter, it has to be audible. It takes intentional awareness and you will actually start to reassure yourself that you are deserving to be sitting at the table and you have something worthy of contribution to the greater discussion. I know that many men may feel the same way, but I will say for women, because that's what I am, I'm a woman, so I'm speaking from my lens. We also have stereotypes to contend with, which cast our own doubts on our leadership, our abilities, and hinders our effectiveness. Unknowingly or knowingly, men have an advantage over women in this profession because of their gender. They are more easily accepted as partners, whether on the beat or in special assignments, in leadership positions and as executives. 
My caveat is quote unquote accepted as initially they don't have to overcome being a woman. Yes, when working with men, women have to compensate for that disparity in the work environment. We do this by either assimilating to the work attire, working extra hard to prove our competencies, continue our education when many of our peers will have less or none. We minimize the challenge of balancing home life with children and spouses so we appear to be on this equal ground with our male peers among many others. But women do a lot of work in the home and they're required to do twice as much outside of it in order to prove themselves. I was sitting on a panel for Women in Leadership Conference not long ago and one of my peer chiefs saw the work satchel I brought in and laughed. She said, I had one just like it in the car, but because we're in uniform, she didn't want to carry it in. And I told her, why not? I said, it's professional, classy, and made for women just like us. Where does it say we always have to be just like them? Men. We don't. We should have the freedom to be us. Women. And at the same time, we had just eaten lunch and my lips were dry, but I felt self-conscious about applying my clear chapstick or gloss. But she had slid off to a corner really quick and applied hers, and I laughed at what we do to fit in. In a 2007 study, Catalyst found that women are held to a masculine standard of leadership. When we are perceived as failing to exhibit certain traditionally male leadership traits, we are considered to be incompetent. But when we do exhibit those traits, we are looked upon as unfeminine. So to that, I say, carry your coach briefcase and put your lipstick on and handle business. So I went on and talked about seeking out a mentor and networking and that it's priceless, but tricky. I love the phrase being a trained observer, which we all call ourselves in many of our professions. But what are we trained to observe as I find myself in observation of so many things? As I attend very high level meetings, I often watch the interaction of others during the meetings and on the breaks in between. I would suppose we call this networking. So breaking down networking is another area women are starting to do much better than we did when I first entered the profession. However, the networking I observe is not the type that I prefer or would offer a mentee. I guess in regular old English, it's called ass kissing. But here's a novel idea. Have some integrity and seek out mentors who would not tolerate that behavior and actually sit down and have a real conversation with you about what you need to do to be successful. Someone who will remind you that who you are matters. Someone who will help you develop your weaknesses into strengths. Someone who will tell you you have to have some self-reflection and do some soul searching on things you need to change to make you better. Someone who will hold you accountable to being better than just good enough. The bottom line to claim your seat at the table starts with dispelling your own thoughts and beliefs that can limit your potential. So rethink those negative thoughts and rewrite your new story. Start today thinking differently and nurture those beliefs that will increase your confidence and personal power. Think bigger and aim higher. Have the courage to be you. What I tell my young daughter is be who you know you were created to be. It will feel natural and good when you comfortably find that space for you. 
Never settle for status quo and never let anyone tell you you can't. You find a seat at the table and you sit at it and you learn and grow your excellence. We will make mistakes, but so do they. We are all human first, so don't be overly hard on yourself if you're not perfect. Don't quit or give up. Breathe, exhale, and pick yourself up and do it again and again and again. Claim your seat at the table. Thank you.